0: said, hallelujah, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, hallelujah, to him alone we worship, to him alone we serve, to him alone we follow, hallelujah, well we're going to get out the word of God tonight, let's allow the Lord to speak to us, and we're going to have his life imparted to us as we hear the word. Faith will be built up and strengthened, and we'll see more light upon our path and help us in our decision-making moving forward. Lord, we, we cherish your word. Oh, Father, we, we see that this is your book, that you breathe your breath into these words. Therefore, your life are in every word in this book we thank you for showing us how to extract and how to receive that life through believing and by acting on those principles and those words that you're speaking to us we choose not just to be a hearer tonight but we decide to be a doer of the word and that's the one whom you bless is the doer He is blessed in his deed. We thank you for that tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory, glory. Aren't you glad that we serve a God who is good? (laughs) He's a good God. He's a faithful God. He is what a loving God, and he's also a God who forgives. When I finally got the revelation that God was willing to forgive me, for all that I was and all that I had done it just I, I had a difficult time r- wrapping my brain around it but let's look at three things concerning God's forgiveness I want us to go on over to Psalm 86 5 Psalm 86 5 notice how it starts out it says for thou O Lord you are what you are good he's what He's what? Good. He's good. Amen. I heard someone say this years ago. He says, because God is good, He's got nothing but good to give us, and because the devil's a bad devil, all He's got to give you is bad. Come on. And it's easy to see at see God at work because you see His goodness at work, and it's easy to see the devil at work because you can see His badness. At work amen well right here the Bible says that he is good notice the first thing about how God forgives number one he's ready to forgive look at this he says he's ready to forgive he's plenteous unto who all that call upon him amen every one of us glory to God now when you consider God being ready to give That means he's already decided that that's what he's going to do when you ask for forgiveness. His mind's already made up on the subject. That's why he's ready. Number two, going over to Psalm 103.10. This is the second attribute of God and what he does in terms of forgiveness towards us. Psalm 103.10. God has not dealt with us after our own sins. He doesn't deal with us according to what we deserve. Aren't you glad? Amen. Nor does he reward us according to our iniquities or our sins or our wrongdoings. You know that that'd be a good bumper sticker, you know, because I think there's a lot of Christians that think God's maybe, you know, not sure who He is, and sometimes He gives you good and sometimes He gives you bad. Can I get a witness in here tonight? Come on, Come on you hear it all the time out there, people saying, "Well, I can't believe God did this. I can't believe God allowed this to happen." Well, who said He did that? Come on. Who said He allowed it? huh oh no he, he doesn't he doesn't react to us according to what we deserve or what we've done it says in verse 11 that as the heaven is high above the earth so great is his mercy his what his mercy towards who those that fear him, those that believe in him, those that respect him, those that trust in him. Amen. Come on. This is what he says he does with our sins. He places them as far as the east Woo-hoo. is from the west. Well, what does that mean? Well, it means that he hath removed them. Yes. Come on. Now, number one, God is ready to forgive, but then when he does forgive, he removes our sin. Yeah. Amen. amen. How many of you know that he doesn't have a long list of things that he's going to talk to you about up in heaven? Come on, that you did wrong, that I did wrong. Why not? Because he removed them. Amen. You know, he couldn't have a relationship with us unless sin was removed. Did you think about that? Holiness cannot come in the presence of sin. And so God has to remove them because he wants... He wants an intimate, direct, yes. up-close-and-personal relationship with us. Yes. And that's why he sent Jesus to pay the price to remove him as far as the east is from the west. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 31. Verse 34, this might be that part of your Bible that the pages are just a little sticky there. They kind of still stuck together from the publisher. (inaudible) Jeremiah 31, 34. No longer will a man teach his neighbor or a man his brother saying, Know the Lord. Because they will, what? All know me. From the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. Now, how could he make that statement? How could he say that he would know us? Because I will forgive their wickedness. And do what? And will remember their sins no more. First and foremost, God is ready to forgive. Second of all, he removes our sin. And number three, he forgives it by forgetting yes. our sins. Amen. He forgets our sin. Now, that's not because he's really old and his memory's going. <laughs> no, because he's removed it. Yes. Amen. You can't remember something that no longer exists. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. How does God forgive? He's ready. He removes. And he forgets our sin. You and I need to make sure that our mind is completely renewed in this area. That there's never a moment that God's mad at you. There's never a, a moment where God is trying to get even with you. Amen. Come on. Because when he sees you, he sees you in Christ. And he sees that that which you were and that which you did was put on Christ. Yes. And Jesus removed it. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We didn't say this the other day at communion. But... When we have the mindfulness of something that we've done wrong, that needs to be a signal to us that we need to go to God. That's when it's godly sorrow, that what you see is out of sorts with you. It compels you to go to God because you know he's good and you know he's faithful and you know he's loving and you know he's merciful and he's ready forgive but when you shun away from him then you're in the worldly sorrow amen Amen. now when our mind is renewed to this truth it's really it's, it's, it's a place of liberty knowing that even when we miss it we can go to him and he's there for us to take care of what we've done and remove it. Amen? Amen. Now, receiving forgiveness is a lot easier than giving forgiveness. Am I the only one that's noticed that? I mean, everybody can receive a gift, but it's not so easy always to do what? Give a gift going over to Ephesians chapter 4 verse 31 Now this is going to be a little bit different than what you'll see on the projection I'm reading from a paraphrased Ephesians 4:31 it says stop being mean Let the truth be told. I'm working on it. I am working on it every day. Stop being bad-tempered. Stop being angry. Quarreling with harsh words and disliking others should have no place in your life. Could you imagine if we, in This realm of Christendom, if we all practice that, it would be like heaven on earth. Amen. Come on. Now look at verse 32. This is our subject matter for tonight. Instead of all that we just said about being mean and bad tempered and angry, being a cranky butt, it's, did I say that in church? Instead, <laughs> be kind to one another. Look at this, tender hearted. Not hard hearted, not judgmental hearted. What's that look like? Well, that's when you're forgiving one another. Now, now here's the statement that I want us to, to catch in this verse 32. Because he begins to describe how we're to forgive one another. You ready for it? He says, I want you to forgive just as God has forgiven you. How come? Because you belong to Christ. Now, we just were shouting and dancing here a moment ago when we found out that the Lord was ready to forgive, how he removes our sin, and how he forgets our sin. Well, guess what? He's telling us to forgive just the same way that he forgives us. Let's read it from the King James. It says, To be kind one to another. Be tenderhearted. And again, what does it look like to be kind and tenderhearted? You're forgiving one another. Now, see, we we put a lot of qualifications for us to forgive somebody. Am I the only one in this room? We we, we put disclaimers. Uh, we, we, We say, well, yeah, I'll do that, but if they do this or do that, it ain't happening. Well, there's no... Aren't you glad that God isn't that way with you and I? (coughs) Hello. Because he's, what, ready? He removes and he forgets all sin. When he forgives. Amen. So, we're to forgive one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, or what Christ did for you. When you see Christ's sake... In the King James Version is talking about what he accomplished through his death his burial and his resurrection amen that, that's that's covenant talk I'm doing this for Christ's sake I'm doing it because of what Jesus provided for you when he took your place and defeated death hell in the grave and was resurrected to newness of life and sat down at my own right hand amen, yes. amen? So let's look at forgiving others the same way that God forgives us. What do you think the first thing we should do in terms of forgiveness? Well, what was the first thing that God does towards us? Huh? No? Number one, he, he was what? Ready. Come on, put, let's put our listening ears on. on. <laughs> I should have made copies of my notes tonight. If I need them, I guess you need them. <laughs> you know, are, are you ready to forgive? Or are you going to, when something happens, you're going to decide whether you're going to forgive? <laughs> Number one, you and I have got to be ready to forgive. It's, it's kind of an attitude. Is a perception. Could we say it's a lifestyle? Oh, wow. yes, can. Wow. Now, a lot of human beings think that makes us vulnerable or a target for others. Yeah. Actually, it's a strength. You think God's weak because he forgives? <coughs> Not at all. Actually, it's a, it's a position of strength because it's a manifestation of love. And love never fails. Amen. Love never returns to you void. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes. So how do I stay ready to forgive? Well, be mindful of how God... Forgave us. I'll never forget that night, May 4th, 1977, and I called upon the name of Jesus. I'm so thankful He was ready to forgive me. Amen. Come on. That He was going to clean the slate of 24 years of missing the mark. Amen. And in a nanosecond where I barely got the breath forming the words Jesus out of my mouth, all of a sudden my past yeah. was erased Amen. Amen. and thrown into the depths of the sea yeah. as far as the east is. East is from the <laughs> west. <laughs> Amen. Amen? Amen? Look at Matthew 6, 12. And this just happens to be Jesus speaking. So you can take it out of the realm of, oh, that's just pastor talking. This is Jesus talking. Amen? And you know, he didn't mince words. Every word that he spoke, there was life and purpose in it. And instruction. Look here, he says, I want you to pray. Lord, forgive us our sins. Just as we at the same time forgive those who have sinned against us. Amen. Amen. There's a spiritual principle, and I didn't want to go down this rabbit trail, but I am going to mention it. There's a, there's a verse in in scripture found multiple times it used to, I didn't understand it, and it basically says this, I'm paraphrasing it but it says that you will be forgiven when you forgive and if you don't forgive then you won't be forgiven, it's over there in Mark 11 25 and 26 it's found elsewhere as As well. But that used to bother me. That there's a possibility that I could not be forgiven unless I forgave others. Kind of gives us a moment to think about, doesn't it? So, number one, we need to be ready to forgive. That it doesn't matter if someone has done something to us that has hurt us, harmed us, wounded us, disgraced us, took advantage of us multiple times, multiple times, multiple times, that we're ready to forgive them. Amen? Amen? Number two, we need to release a person from their sin against us. We need to forget what they've done. You know, when we ask the Lord to forgive us, it is a fact that now you didn't do that because it's removed. And we need to do that towards others. We have to release them of the debt, that's what forgiveness means. It means the payment of a debt. Now God paid your debt through Jesus. Amen. Now you and I need to pay the debts of others. Right? When someone wrongs you, when someone hurts you, when someone abuses you, when when someone breaches your trust and wounds you, they owe you. Technically, they they have a debt they have to pay towards you but guess what they can't pay you pay their debt by forgiving them i said you pay their debt by forgiving them And we've got to understand that this is not an emotional transaction. This is not a mental transaction. This is a transaction in the realm of the spirit as a manifestation of the love nature that's inside of us. You see, we're stewards of that love we've received through the new birth. And he wants us to utilize that love nature and love others the way that he loves us. And so when you pay that debt that someone owes you, you sever that influence that what they did against you is trying to have on you. It's interesting that we give people control. When we're holding and harboring unforgiveness towards them. Now, what they did is controlling us. Mm -hmm. Amen. Come on. You become a puppet. You may not realize it. You know, the devil gives us the picture that when we are unforgiving towards someone, in some way we're getting even to them, uh, against them, because we we haven't forgiven them. Wow. Come on. But really, it's holding us in bondage to them. I remember this story, and I don't know if it's true or not, but it's a good illustration. There was this one lady at the picnic, you know, and she was she enjoyed life, and she was maybe on 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 the big bone side <laughs> and, and bodily, you know, she was a big girl, big lady, and and she sat down at the picnic table. And then all of a sudden she, 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 she noticed some pain coming from where she sat on her buttocks. And she, she, it was like a sting and she, she's go, well, I just sat on a bee. And so she just sat there grimacing, you know, with all that pain like this. And someone came up to her and said, what's the matter? You look like you're in pain, I am. Well, what, what's going on? Well, I sat on a bee, And the guy says, well, why don't you get up and brush it off? She says, well, I figure I'm hurting him as much as he's hurting me. And that's what unforgiveness is like. But that's an illusion. Do you know a lot of people that we are harboring unforgiveness towards don't even realize what they did? Yes, come on. They don't even know they did it. You see, the only way we can get that sting out is to release them, pay their debt. That's good, yes. And not right away, but, you know, a lot of times when we forgive somebody, that emotions, our emotions are still raw in that area. And it gives us an illusion that we didn't release him. That's a lie. When we do things according to the word, our emotions have nothing to do with it. Come on. Hmm? Amen. Come on. You do it by faith. Yes. Look at this. Did we get over to Ephesians four (laughs) twenty-six? Praise (laughs) the Lord. (laughs) That's (laughs) all. Let's read it from the King James first, and then I'll read from this paraphrase, the living. Look here, it says, be ye angry. It's amazing how many people can quote that scripture. (laughs) Come on now. Amen. For the most part, angry is an emotion, and it's negative. And therefore, when it does come, don't yield to it, and therefore sin. Hallelujah. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Meaning that when you have bad feelings towards someone, when you have judgment against someone, when you have unforgiveness to someone, he's saying deal with it quick. Because yes. it's poison. It's poison. And the longer you wait, the more the emotions are stimulated and the bigger it looks. I really like the living. I, I don't usually, but this is pretty good. Ephesians four twenty six. If you are angry, don't sin by nursing your grudge. Well, how do I nurse a grudge? We'll tell everybody else about what so-and-so did against you. You're, <laughs> you're, you're throwing logs on the fire. Now you get them in agreement. Now they're holding a grudge against them. (laughs) That was an ouch hallelujah right there. (laughs) Don't let the sun go down with you still angry. Get over it quickly. Now look what verse 27 says. For when you are angry... You give a mighty foothold to the devil. Wow. Wow. Come on. <laughs> it's interesting that what we're talking about tonight is not a, as much about the other person, but really it's about God trying to protect you and me. Unforgiveness opens us up to the strategies and the works and influence of darkness. I learned this not too long ago. That every time the Lord gives us instruction, at first it looks like, "Wow, he's bossy, man. He wants. He's just trying to run my life. He's, man, oh, such a narcissist that guy. He's just." Woo, woo. But everything he instructs us to do is to protect us. Come on, amen. When you tell your son or your daughter, don't put your hand on that hot stove, you're not trying to lord over them. You're not, to, you're not trying to be a control freak. You're, you're not trying to be, hey, I'm, I'm the parent, and I rule in this place. No, you're trying to protect them. Amen, yes. You're trying to save yourself uh, of a trip on to ER. <laughs> amen Amen. and so at first when i saw that god was very explicit and and i wouldn't say demanding but 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 made it clear let's say it that way he he made it clear that we're never to be in a place of unforgiveness towards anyone yes regardless of what they did that's it amen and i just didn't get it until i saw he's doing that for me yes to protect me to keep me from becoming vulnerable to darkness, Because anytime you and I get out of love, then your faith doesn't work because yeah. faith works by love. Right. And then you become a target. Yeah. And the Lord doesn't want that. And plus, since Jesus paid the price for it already, yeah. and he's given us that love nature inside of us to walk in it, then we need to utilize what we have because of who we are in him amen third we need to forget what the person has done now let me back up just a second when i say forget what they've done you're always going to have a remembrance of it but that that remembrance isn't going to give you an upset stomach anymore. Amen. Do that. It doesn't stir up those feelings of hurt mm-hmm. and, and, and reliving that trauma that you experienced. that you, you actually are using your faith going, that no longer has power over me yeah. because I forgave that individual. Another little stumbling block to forgiving someone else. I'll throw this in for free. But it's a very powerful and influential stumbling block. Is that this thought will come that when you forgive somebody, you're actually saying that what they did was okay. And that's not it at all. What you're doing is you're forgiving them the same way that god forgave you do you think he's he's saying to you when he forgave you of whatever that deep dark sin was that you did that he said it was okay for you to do that he isn't saying that at all he's saying I'm getting that out of life getting that out of your life because it's poison and it'll eventually have such an influence on you You're going to miss God's goodness. So understand that when you forgive somebody, you're not saying that, oh, that was okay. No, it it wasn't okay. It's not okay. But I'm not going to let what you did which wasn't okay to be a negative factor on my life. I'm cutting the string of what you did through forgiveness. I'm paying that debt so it no longer has an influence or control over me ever again. And that's why I'm going to forget it. Because it doesn't have authority over me. If I keep remembering it, if I keep telling people about it, guess what? It has control over me. And that's what Jesus paid the price that he paid to be able to free us and dis cut us away from that which has hurt us. So we need to forgive what a person has done in the same way that God forgets what you did. Forgiveness is the ability to cut any influence or control that that person gained access to. When you forgive them, what that person has done never has any kind of control over you. They no longer own you. In essence, what they did doesn't exist anymore. Therefore, the act can't be used as a means of manipulating you in the future to get what they want. Let's look at Colossians 3.12, and we're just about there, guys. This is really a subject matter that you shouldn't spend too much time on because people get uncomfortable and then they unhook. Colossians 3.12. I'm going to read this on down through the 15th verse in the living. Since you have been chosen by God, who has given you this new kind of life, and because of his deep love and concern for you, you should practice tender-hearted mercy and kindness to others. Don't worry about making a good impression on them. Be ready to suffer quietly and patiently. Be gentle and ready to forgive. Never hold grudges. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Most of all, let love guide your life. For then the whole church will stay together in perfect harmony. Let the peace of heart that comes from Christ be always present in your hearts and lives. For this is your responsibility and privilege as a member of his body. And always be faithful. Amen. Now in, in every message that we hear from the Lord, we need to be a, a good steward of it. Yes. And so it, it seems fitting that tonight that we should give each one of us an opportunity that if you're holding a grudge, if you're holding someone in judgment, if the pain that they caused you still has an influencing, uh, an influence on you, you and I can get free right now. Yes. So I'd like every head to be bowed, every eye to be closed. And this is really something that you do within yourself, from yourself, and as you get ready to forgive this individual or individuals, just picture in, your, in what you're doing, just picture that you're doing exactly what God did for you in your life. And you're now extending what he did for you towards someone else. I also want you to see that as you forgive them, You are breaking the control and the influence of that trauma moving forward from this moment. There will no longer be an influence. It will no longer lead you in a particular way, but you'll be free from it and you'll walk in his love. So, Father, bring to our remembrance any person or, or group of people, that, Lord, we're, we're, we still get an upset feeling when we think about what they've done. We, we, we still have, not necessarily anger, but just ill will towards them. We really haven't gotten to that place of caring about their life and having compassion for them. And, Lord, we know that that's not you so help us right now to do towards them what you have done towards us so right now go ahead within yourself just, just release them in Jesus name forgive them in Jesus name just do that right now just do that right now this is between you and the Lord Now repeat after me. Father, because you have forgiven me, I have the ability to forgive others. In the name of Jesus, I release these individuals. I forgive you of what you did to me. Therefore, I'm free from any entanglement, from any influence, and from any control moving forward in my life in Jesus' name. And Father, I pray that you would visit these people, reveal the love of Jesus to them, cause them to be drawn to you and to find you as I have found you. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Say I'm free. Say I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. In Jesus name.